You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The daughter of a close Putin ally, Alexander Dugan, reportedly killed in a suspicious blast today. Her family saying she borrowed her father's car, suggesting he was the target. Now, Dugan is a staunch supporter of the war here in Ukraine. Russia says it's now investigating it as a murder. And look, if it turns out Ukraine is behind the attack, it would add to signs that Ukraine is willing and able to take its fight beyond Ukrainian territory. Yeah, when I first heard that story, I thought, God, I hope the Ukrainians aren't targeting the daughters of powerful people but no she got into dad's car they're trying to assassinate one of the gazillionaires close to putin who is back in the war in ukraine and i think the ukrainians tried to assassinate him and his daughter borrowed the car and they blew her up yeah that's fine Uh, it could be argued that plenty of daughters of ukrainians have died uh in this invasion so you know what's good for the goose but this guy alexander dugan is really interesting he's a thinker a professor a writer fringe character up until a handful of years ago when putin fell in love with his philosophy of the uh novo russia or the new russia that russia should be the heart of a eurasian empire Interesting. Well, yeah. yeah, he's like an ultra nationalist guy who's long seen as kind of a nut job, but Putin totally embraced him. Uh, 
he's he's been talking for a long time about Ukraine has to be either vanished from Earth and rebuilt from scratch, or people need to get it. I think people in Ukraine need total revolt on all levels and in all regions, an armed revolt against the junta, not only in the southeast. I think kill, kill, and kill. No more talk anymore. It is my opinion as a professor. Wow. So he's like a a, a Lenin sort of character. Absolutely. Yeah. Murdering whoever you got to murder to get the world set right. Wow, that is something. And uh, they almost got him. I wish they had gotten him. Uh, but again, as this that reporter just pointed out, it's an indication to the Russians, hey, the Ukrainians can reach out and touch you somewhere, too. So good. Glad to hear that. Meanwhile, you got this drama continuing to unfold right there at the Europe's biggest nuclear power plant. Six months into Putin's invasion of Ukraine, there are serious fears the fighting could turn into a nuclear catastrophe. Russia and Ukraine repeatedly pinning the blame on each other for the attacks that are threatening the safety of Europe's largest nuclear plant in Zaporizhia. We spoke with one of the plant's engineers, asking us not to show his face for fear of retaliation. It might well be like another Chernobyl, he says. If the storage is hit badly, there will be radioactive clouds and pollution. Yeah, that could be a really big deal. And I guess Putin's going to try to play it that it was the Ukrainians if it gets hit. Oh, yeah, they blew it up themselves. Nobody's going to believe that, dude. No, no. Maybe in Russia they will, but what have you accomplished? Right. Cutting the power to Ukraine, I guess? I don't know. It seems like a a suicide mission, depending on which way the wind is blowing. I tweeted this out yesterday. Washington Post had a, a good piece. A Russian soldier's journal. I will not participate in this madness. It's a guy with a name I can't pronounce. He was a Russian paratrooper who spent more than a month fighting in Ukraine after his poorly equipped unit was ordered to march uh, out of there, having gotten their asses kicked there at the beginning of the war. He was evacuated after being wounded, and as he spent five weeks in a hospital, he decided to write down all his recollections and publish them uh, on the Russian equivalent of Facebook. He wrote it all down in hopes that telling his country the truth about the war would help stop it. It's a 141-page journal that just got posted this month. The most detailed day-by-day account to date of the attacks on Kherson and another unpronounceable area in southern Ukraine seen through the eyes of a Russian soldier. The document describes an army in disarray, commanders clueless and terrified, equipment old and rusty, troops pillaging occupied areas in search of food because of a lack of provisions. Morale plummeting as the campaign stalled. He tells of soldiers shooting themselves in the legs to collect the $50,000 promised by the government and to be able to get out of there. Yeah. Man, the classic shooting yourself in the foot to get out of something. He describes units being wiped out by friendly fire. He blasts Russian state media for trying to justify a war that the Kremlin had no moral right to wage. They simply decided to shower Ukraine with Ukraine with the our corpses in this war, he wrote, as he's seen a lot of his fellow soldiers die. Uh, it's pretty grim, by the way. It's long, and I'll just get you a couple of headlights, uh, headlines. But uh, it's 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 worth a read. But it's definitely sobering. It's not cheery. Um, it may not change anything, he wrote, but I will not participate in this madness. I arrived to the training ground. In Crimea, our entire squadron, about 40 people, all lived in one tent with plank boards and one makeshift stove. 
even in Chechnya, where we only lived in tents or mud huts, our living conditions were organized better. This is from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Here, we had nowhere to wash up, and the food was horrible. For those who arrived later than the rest, me and about five other people, there was neither a sleeping bag, nor camo, nor armor, nor, nor armor or helmets. I finally received my rifle. It turned out that it had a broken belt, was rusty, and kept getting stuck, so I cleaned it with oil for a long time, trying to put it in order. So you get sent into a war zone. You got no weapon, no camo, and no helmet. What exactly are you supposed to do? I mean, wow. that is stunning. How could it have been that disorganized from the from the beginning? I understand once, you know, you meet the enemy, all your plans fall apart and supply lines no, and all that no, sort of stuff. No, no, completely different situation. Yeah. I've got all sorts of great information on that for the next segment. Okay. Um, around February 20th, an order came for everyone to urgently gather and move out, packing lightly. We were supposed to perform a forced march to some unknown location. Some people joked that now we would attack Ukraine and capture Kiev in three days. But already then, I thought it is no time for laughter. I said that if something like this is going to happen, we will not capture anything in three days. The division commander arrived and congratulating us on the holiday announced that starting tomorrow, our salary per day would be $69. It was a clear sign that something serious was about to happen. Rumors began spreading that we were about to storm Kursan, which seemed like nonsense to me. Everything changed that day. I noticed how people began to change. Some were nervous and tried to not to communicate with anybody. Some frankly seemed scared. Some on the contra- contrary were unusually cheerful. At about 4 a.m., I opened my eyes again and heard a roar, a rumble, a vibration of the earth. I sensed an acrid smell of gunpowder in the air. I looked out of the truck to see the sky lit bright from volleys. It was not clear what was happening, who was shooting from where or at whom, but the weariness from lack of food, water, and sleep disappeared. A minute later, I lit up a cigarette to wake up and realized that the fire was coming from 20 kilometers away ahead of our convoy. Everyone around me began to wake up and was scared. Even the commanders were scared. You could see it on their face. This is from the start. That's what strikes me. This is how it started. Yeah. If it starts this poorly, and with them having no idea what they're about to do, what a weird way, what a weird thing Putin decided to do. Anyways, he gets further into it. It talks about rolling into cities, being shot at by Ukrainians. He was horrified. He and most of the people he was with, horrified at the idea of killing Ukrainians for no good reason whatsoever. Some of the people in his unit, either because they're psychopaths or they twisted off under the the pressure, they started shooting Ukrainians willy-nilly and doing horrible things to him. A lot of the robbing was just to survive because they had no food or blankets or anything else. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. they rolled through. But it's 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 worth a read. But it's it's one of the weirder things that has happened in modern world history. One of, in theory, the best militaries in the world sent into another country with none of the soldiers, even the commanders, having the slightest idea what they were doing. So I have great information on how that could happen coming up next segment. Uh, before we get into that, I want to get back to this Alexander Dugan character whose, whose daughter accidentally got killed when they're after him. Uh, he wrote a book in 1997 called The Foundations of Geopolitics, which, again, was viewed as kind of a, a fringe thing. But it was not only about Russian supremacy, but the book advocated sowing instability and dissent in the United States. 
In one passage, he wrote, quote, It is especially important to introduce geopolitical disorder into internal American activity, encouraging all kinds of separatism and ethnic, social, and racial conflicts, actively supporting all dissident movements, extremist, racist, sectarian groups, thus destabilizing internal political processes in the U.S. Next time you, you get whipped up into anger at something you read online, remember that again. The Russians are supporting all kinds of separatism and ethnic, social, and racial conflict, supporting actively all dissident movements, extremist, racist, and sectarian groups. And I would say being pretty successful at it. Uh, I would say so, too. I can see why the Ukrainians wanted this person killed, or maybe even us. Maybe we wanted him killed. So how would Russia launch into a major war with a hollowed-out army? That answer is so interesting, and it's coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Full team coverage on the Ben and J-Lo wedding, which I can't believe we haven't even mentioned yet. We'll get a full hour of uh, retrospective on that. I I can believe we haven't mentioned that yet. So this is a look at corruption in Russia's military uh, information compiled by alert listener Jeff, uh, and he cites his sources. And it goes from, wow, that's interesting, to holy crap. So stay with it. Hang with it. They mention how corrupt the the military is. Few incidents of military corruption in Russia more shameless than the destroyer captain who stole the bronze propellers from his own ship, replacing them with cheaper steel ones to net 39 million rubles. Wow. So that's just a for instance. Wow, stealing the propellers from your own ship. Yes. That's cynical. Old rations, faulty vehicles, missing radios, understrength units. Corruption has been blamed for hollowing out Russia's military and undermining its war in Ukraine. It's worth examining this problem and seeing how it's affected the Russian armed forces. Russia is one of the world's most corrupt countries, ranked 136th out of 180. State corruption is endemic. Uh, and they go into some of those stats, but I want to get to the military. Uh, corruption is the thread which holds Putin's regime together, and money in dollars or euros is its lifeblood. And nobody has more of it than Putin himself, at least an estimated $200 billion salted away in secret funds worldwide. Uh, like every other state institution in Russia, the armed forces are riddled with corruption at every level. This is nothing new. In his 1854 Sevastopol sketches, Tolstoy wrote of Russian officers, while they are in the service, their main aim is the acquisition of money. Wow. In 1998, Russia's prosecutor general called the Russian armed forces, quote, the most corrupt government structure in Russia. And according to experts, it's actually gotten worse since 1998. So how does corruption in the Russian military operate from the bottom to the top? Corruption starts even before someone joins the military. As famously noted, only the poor or stupid allow themselves to be conscripted. The rest get out of it by bribing a doctor or a recruitment officer. The fee is reportedly between $5,000 and $10,000, or it was a few years ago. So you come up with 10 gur, you're out of the military. Up to 70% of those summoned for prescription pay their way out of it, leaving the armed forces with the poorest and least healthy 30%. This leaves the Russian military with chronic problems of fitness and efficiency. Colonel General uh, Vladimir Mikhailov stated in 2007 that more than 30% of the 11,000 men conscripted annually into the Russian Air Force were, quote, mentally unstable. More than 30%. 
10% suffered from alcohol and drug abuse, and 15% were ill or malnourished. And if you get conscripted, brace yourselves, you'll be treated as the lowest of the low and exploited ruthlessly by older soldiers known as diedi or uncles. This could include being forced into prostitution, doing unpaid labor, or even selling your own blood to earn a few rubles. Wow. Uh, In 2007, conscripts in St. Petersburg told Russian media how older soldiers forced them to perform sexual services for influential middle-aged clients or face torture. Young soldiers were reportedly forced to go with their clients into their cars. The uncles kept the list of providers. Wow. Other soldiers spoke of, quote, being sent out to the park to earn money. It was reportedly possible to pick up a soldier in the center of Moscow or visit a nearby military base where clients could choose one for 100 to $500, money that would go to the uncles, not to the conscript. If you're a contract soldier, a military professional, you're a step up, but you're still exploited. Salaries are low, about 240 bucks a month before the Ukraine war. You may well need to buy your own uniform, boots, and fuel. Compare that to the American Armed Forces, by the way. Uh, newer uniforms and boots of the right size are often unavailable because they've been stolen or sold off. Uh, the military sells off with the, what they have, the officers in charge of it. They just sell it off for their own profits. So you go to the quartermaster. He doesn't have anything. So you have to buy your own online. Ironically, ex-NATO surplus boots are reportedly favorites for their comforts and durability. Wow. So that's how you end up with the situation of that guy we were talking about last segment before the war even starts. You don't have a working gun, you don't have a helmet, you don't have camo, you don't have a sleeping bag, you don't have anything, because it's all been stolen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you may also need to pay for your own accommodation. Although you will get a bed in a barracks for free, you may find it's unheated because the money for electricity has been stolen or otherwise gone unpaid by your officers, uh, which is not much fun in Russia's cold climate. There are, however, compensations to being a low-ranking soldier or junior officer. You may be posted to a military depot. These offer endless opportunities for theft. A veto, Russian, Russia's equivalent of eBay, is full of advertisements for likely stolen items of military equipment. Russian bloggers are currently crowdsourcing money to buy equipment for the frontline troops in Ukraine. They've got almost literally GoFundMe pages to get guns to the guys on the front lines. Uh, many of the items they're buying were likely stolen from Russian military depots in the first place. These are very good times for corrupt quartermasters. Even tanks aren't immune to the plague of looting. When reserve T-72s were shipped from storage depots to go to Ukraine in March 2022, they reportedly arrived without electronics, optics, or even engines. All had been looted or stripped out. Only one in ten was reportedly usable. In one remarkable instance, a 72-ton prefabricated Panzer 2PU command bunker was stolen from a military base at uh, Leningrad in early 2020. Investigators were unable to discover what happened to it, but it was most likely taken for the metal scrap value. In a similar incident, a submariner in the I'm sorry, submariner, my brother the submariner would uh, correct me, in the Northern Fleet stole parts of devices for controlling a nuclear submarine's reactor. He stole and sold rheostats made of very expensive palladium vanadium alloy, uh, but disabled the reactor in the process. Not a good idea. And it goes on and on and on. Well, it's so self-defeating, but it's just the culture. And I suppose they have a feeling of, look, everybody else is stealing. My not stealing isn't going to make a dent, so I need to get some. 
And the officers steal some or all of their men's wages as they are paid in cash. It goes into some detail on that. Non-existent troops, by the way, and there are quite a few, are known as dead souls after a classic Gogol poem. Um, yet this military is laying waste to Ukraine and killing lots and lots of innocent people. we got to find an enormous cost to both sides. Yeah. yeah. If you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
So, just I gotta get this straight. So, you don't want a full breakdown of Ben and J Lo's wedding from the weekend? Uh, 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 me personally, it's, I can uh, do without. I guess it's because they officially got married in Vegas a while back. This was just the ceremony, so it probably is oh. not important to you. How about the fact that his, oh. how about the fact that his mom fell off the stage on Friday and had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital? That's the sort of thing oh. that could happen in anybody's wedding, right? You got mom who's older, obviously, always, and uh, you know they're trying to do all the decorating, get things practiced, and she fell off one of the stages, got hurt. Ambulance comes. That threw a. To throw a wrench she, into your plans. Did you get into the champagne a little bit, or what? Do we know? No, I don't think that was if, it. If we're going to have live team coverage, you got to cover that sort of thing. Um, we do have uh, kind of breaking news. We've got a new thing when we have kind of breaking news. <laughs> just a little bit of Brandon the donkey. Because it's just, I, I, I don't know. Brandon the breaking news donkey. Dr. Fauci says he will step down in December to pursue his next chapter, which I hope has nothing to do with me. He is planning to retire to Wuhan, China, where he'll be worshipped as a hero, and he can continue his groovy research into bat viruses. Don't worry, what could go wrong? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! Well, he stayed on the stage too long. God, I'd say. Speaking of Dr. Fauci, which brought us all kinds of mask mandates and vaccine mandates. and all I represent stuff. science. Oh, how nice. A San Francisco Bay Area parent is considering suing over his four-year-old son being barred from his public school after the child refused to wear a mask. Four-year-old. Four years old. Staff called a police officer Thursday when the father declined to leave campus. The Mountain View School District is among a very small number of districts in California that required masking as the school year started. Even though there is no state or county mandate. So your your local school decided to just do it on their own. So Mountain View, California, home of some of the wokest of the woke, you can't afford to live there. I don't care how rich you are, you can't. This little school district, to symbolize their hatred of Trump or something or other, is requiring tiny little preschool kids to wear masks that do zero good to signal their virtue, even though there isn't even a mandate in their county. So the dispute escalated Thursday after the school had refused the four-year-old being allowed to enter the school because the four-year-old would not wear a mask. His son has sensory issues, like my son, um, and has trouble wearing a mask, and all little kids do. I can't imagine, God, my kids were older, thank God, but I can't imagine how anybody got a two- to four-year-old to wear a mask very regularly. Anyway. Well, not only that, every face they encounter is masked throughout their day. What does that do to little kids? Here's my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this story. Favorite and then it makes me insane. Uh, Dad says kid has sensory issues and can't wear a mask. The district has not evaluated the child for special education services, which would offer an exception from wearing the mask. Dad says he can't get his son evaluated for disabilities without a mask. Right. My kid has sensory issues, can't wear a mask, and they won't evaluate him for it without a mask. So what am I supposed to do? So there's no need for a mandate. According to the woke state and the woke county, this one district says, yes, we're mandating it, even for tiny little kids with perhaps special needs, and we will not even let him into the school if he shows up without him. The level of detachment from reality is astounding. So there's another favorite part of the story to me in that it gets to the nature of power board members said that they want to reserve the right to require masks in the future regardless of case counts so how do you like that so the board members 
want to codify the fact that we get to declare you have to wear masks whenever we want. Doesn't have anything to do with anything else except for what we decide. That's the nature of power. Uh, It went from an emergency based on we follow the science to this is, and trust, if you don't know, you're listening around the country. Mountain View is like core, we follow the science part of this country, all right? Yeah, quote, unquote, we follow the science, and they've reserved the right to ignore the science, right? Right, so they're so they're stating we want the ability to declare a mask mandate, even if case counts don't warrant it. That is just unbelievable. From oh. two weeks to flatten the curve to you'll do what we say, regardless of the reasons, in perpetuity. Mountain View uh, remains steadfast in its decision to mandate masks, even as nearly all of the 1,000 districts in the state of California Went with the state and local guidance, which was, you don't have to wear a mask. But we're going to be extra masky. It doesn't matter what the case counts are. We're still going to make you wear masks, even if you're a four-year-old with sensory issues. How crazy are you people? You're nuts. Little kids who can't wear masks that protect them against something that's not going to hurt them. They weren't vectors anyway. You people are seriously mentally ill. So this Mountain guy, View, Wisman School District, you people are mentally ill. So this guy and his wife decided to enroll their kid in the school knowing there was a mask mandate, just hoping that he would wear a mask. But at the end of the first day of the school, his teacher held up a mask covered with footprints and dirt and said the boy wouldn't wear it. By Friday, after continued efforts by school staff to get him to wear the mask, the teacher informed his parents that he would be sent home if he continued to refuse to wear a mask. The father said he could no longer watch his son cry after attending school where he was subjected to constant mask enforcement. I said, I'm done with this. I'm not sending him to school every day to be told to put on your mask all day at school. Over the next four days, he brought his son to school and was turned away. He hired an attorney to try to force the issue, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know how that sort of stuff goes, but... That is, yeah, that's... now the woke, woke superintendent is trying to, trying to claim, oh, this guy is an outside ag- agitator. He wants outside attention. This is a stunt. It used to be we could communicate civilly with people and not be, you know, videoing each other. But this is a bad guy is what she's hinting at. It's unbelievable. <sighs> wow. Child abusing idiots. It's the psychology of this. I mean, we all got introduced to something we didn't know existed through the pandemic on both sides, really. But the psychology of my crowd doesn't do this or does do this, and I'm going to do it despite any evidence or not do it despite any evidence. Well, if you're talking right. about not getting vaccinated. Right. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, as often when we talk about these things, uh, those of you listening in the 25 to 30 sane states in America know this is not a rerun from June of 2020. I had to wear a mask on uh, Saturday night to get into an Uber. It wouldn't let me ride in the Uber without a mask. So, Wow. Wow. Hmm. I, I, I got to believe most of you listening in various places haven't seen your mask in months. Yeah, you're just astonished by it. Yeah. So a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. They put you and your family's safety first. You don't have to worry about somebody breaking in at night or breaking in while you're on vacation or maybe your your older loved one having a medical emergency or whatever because Simply Safe Home Security is customizable to your needs and what you need protection from when you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There are all sorts of options. 24-7 professional monitoring, people that will stay on the line with you until help arrives in a big emergency. All of this for about a dollar a day. No long-term contract or hidden fees. 
a bunch of different publications have said simply safe security system is the best, regardless of price. And this is about a dollar a day. It's something you set up yourself, by the way. Yeah, and it's easy, and they'll help you through it. I mean, their customer service is just great. So no long-term contracts, super affordable, and it's a better system, according to multiple reviewers. Customize the perfect system for your home in, a, in minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, use our code, you'll claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Again, it's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. COVID madness. When will it end? When will it end? Oh, speaking of things that threaten you in your home, story out of Denver, Colorado. This guy uh, gets jolted awake with his wife screaming like a lunatic in their split-level home. can probably tell you when that was built, the old split-level home. Uh, it's actually in Steamboat Springs, Steamboat Springs, which is a great skiing area outside of uh, Denver, but... Uh, so they're upstairs. The kids are down uh, on the ground floor, and his his wife is screaming, There's a bear in the house! There's a bear in the house! Oh, Michael, I should have had you get, It's a bobcat! Ready. <laughs> but it wasn't a bobcat! It was a, it was a bear. So this guy, like, shakes the sleep out of his head and, and gets up. Turns out the wife had been awakened by the couple's barking dogs. He didn't. Eh, he'd been working hard, needing to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, see what that is. She walks to the door of the couple's bedroom and finds herself staring 10 feet away at a 400-pound black bear. So, uh, the you go ahead. Sorry. Do you have uh, a comment? I would think there's a decent chance I'm going to die right here. Yeah, and there is a decent chance. Luckily, this guy had a 40 caliber pistol. Woo. And uh, I wouldn't even feel and- super confident with that. Well, and you shouldn't. So he takes his wife's place at the doorway, uh, aims center mass, bear's body. The first shot hits the bear, but then the bear charges him as he continues firing till he empties the magazine. Bear gets uh, a couple of feet away from him and then turned around and headed down the stairs, uh, crashed through a banister as the guy's emptying the magazine and the bear uh, slid down the stairs, mortally wounded. But it took everything in the gun. Gruesome all the way around. Yipes, yeah, wow. Europe's water levels are so low that they're finding sunk Nazi warships that are popping out of the Danube and other areas. Got a good picture. Wow, grab some souvenirs. Yeah, kind of interesting. Liz Cheney. Or or just float the whole boat and take it home, refurb it, and sail around in some Nazi battleship. (laughs) You might want to reflag it. (laughs) Jeez. Um. Uh, I we, we haven't spent as much time on the whole Liz Cheney thing as a lot of people, but she said something yesterday to John Carl on ABC this week that uh, really pissed me off. So I finally had a an axe to grind over the whole Liz Cheney thing. Up until then, I just kind of thought, well, she gets, you know, she's a staunch conservative. She didn't dig what Trump did, and she decided to stick with that. And then the voters get to decide. I, I didn't feel like there was that much more to the story than that, but... On ABC This Week with John Carl yesterday, she actually said, he brought up the fact, he said, you uh, you, ha- you got a phone call from Joe Biden. How did that go? She said, yeah, yeah, it was nice for the president to call me. Um, we, we, we talked about the importance of uh, uh, nonpartisanship and bipartisanship and, and working with across the aisle and everything. I thought, whoa, 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 now you've really lost me. Hmm. Give me an example of where Joe Biden hasn't just done the most partisan thing since he became president. 
So you got on the phone with Joe Biden and talked about how you're all going to work. You're going to be nonpartisan. Okay, where's his? uh, You actually have, for better or worse, done a profile in courage. I mean, you lost your job and we're willing to do that. What is one super woke thing that he has bucked since he became president? That really pissed me off. I thought that was crap. What a load of crap. Sure, if you're against ballot harvesting, is Jim Crow on steroids. Right, exactly. That same guy. All yeah. that stuff. And claiming the Inflation Reduction Act is going to affect, going to help regular people today when it's just a uh, climate change Green New Deal thing. Neither you like right. that or Slush not. Slush fund. Yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, that really pissed me off. I thought, well, you have drank the Kool Aid or lost your bearings or something, if you're going to say that. Well, she knows she has a, a giant, uh, lucrative platform now. The mainstream media loves nothing better than a former Republican, certainly a former Trump, you know, orbit person. She's got the, the welcome mat for life to raise money and spout her nonsense or what have you. Yeah. Just never forget they're all in it for themselves. All of them. Occasionally, accidentally, when it's convenient, they'll do the people's work. But that's not the priority. So we ought to take another look at that big NBC poll that came out over the weekend uh, yesterday. There's some pretty fascinating numbers in there about right track, wrong track, what percentage people think we're in a recession, um, how people view the two parties, what people think are the most important issues to vote on. I also have why people are icing their testicles. So we have all that. So many reasons. Maybe because they're hot. Did you ever just think of that? Just because it's nice not to have hot testicles. It was so hot, I saw a squirrel icing his nuts. (laughs) So stay tuned for all of that. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have a ton of questions about LASIK? 
you're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Americans are angry, they're disappointed, and they are worried about the future of this country. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction. And once again, three out of four Americans say we're on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70% for this long. It's been nearly a year now. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high in our poll. What do you think of that one? So the wrong track is over 70% for over a year. That's never happened before. And 58% of Americans say our best days are behind us. I think I'm in that crowd. I'm not happy about it, but I just think it's reality. Well, mine are personally. So uh, in a lot of ways, yeah, I think so, yeah. The, the peace and prosperity and stability of, you know, the fall of the Soviet Union to, you know, five, six years ago. I don't think it's coming back. I mean, it was a, a, a historical anomaly. It's interesting. You think your best days are behind you? I'm not. I don't think I would say that. That my best days are behind me. It depends. It depends what you mean. I guess. I don't, I've never really thought about life in those terms. What is in front of me is what's in front of me. I will deal with that and try to do my best and have fun in it. So again, it's kind of a silly question to ask. I mean. I don't know. It's just not the way I think of life, so I haven't thought much about my answer. I mean, like, like in terms physically, it's unquestionable. Oh well, yeah, but but who do you measure your life on? That your best foot speed? Once once you've started to get slower, there's no point. In... <laughs> no, 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 not my foot speed. My erections, clearly. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, you need Cialis. <laughs> and how? Ask your doctor. <laughs> eh. Anyway, I don't know. Well, put the reverse of that though. So the reverse of, not personal, but for the country, the reverse of our best days are behind us is our best days are ahead of us? No way I can sign on to that one. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I did, yeah, no way I would check the box of the best days for America are ahead of it? I doubt it. Yeah, I, I, and I've never been one of those who is gratified by stupid knee-jerk optimism. Don't worry, things will get better. Well, now, what if they get worse? Because it's possible they'll get worse, and we'll have to be ready to deal with it. I'm not depressed or suicidal or, or you know, or, or in despair or anything. But, yeah, it's going to get more challenging. Hmm. Uh, so they ask, what are the most important issues facing the country in this new NBC poll? And what they were trumpeting as the most interesting thing is that... Uh, Economy was not number one for the first time in a long time. Number one issue was threats to democracy. 21% saying threats to democracy. I don't know if that's, is it a combination of people on the left who worry about Trump in January 6th, along with people on the right who see the FBI and the Attorney General going after Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, I think he nailed it. Combine those two grads. It's still not very many people. It's still only 21%. 
Yeah, and I'm calling bullcrap on it, as you know, because of number two and number three, which ought to be a single thing. Number two is cost of living. Number three is jobs slash economy. Those are all the same thing. You add them together. Yeah, come on. And that's uh, the biggest number. So, Immigration border at 13%. Immigration border, if you want to look at it this way, it's within the margin of error of two and three. So you could say it's tied for second immigration border. Maybe that's wow. why ABC News is all of a sudden paying attention to the story and doing it on a regular basis. I salute NBC and CBS and CNN and company for their brave stance of ignoring it. Mostly. And if you want to look at it this way, the bottom two are climate change and abortion, which get lots of clicks and lots of anger and lots of marching in the street and lots of dollars pouring into politicians making strong statements. But those are the last two issues. I don't remember. Did they achieve double-digit status? Nine and eight for those two issues. Oh, okay. All right, so almost. I just, like I said before, it seems kind of artificial to me that you would pick one. I mean, what what are the three things that concern you most? Because the idea that... Uh, that you'd only be worried about one or you had to pick one. I don't know. That just seems The silly. most important issue facing the country, that is a weird way to look at anything. Like your yeah. own personal life. You have to pick, I have to pick one that's the most important. I got two guys pointing guns at me. Which one of those fellows concerns you the most? It's an artificial question. It's silly. Okay. It's a stupid question. So it's a stupid waste of time to talk about it. I agree with Joe. Yeah. You just wasted five minutes of your life on nonsense. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of polls I think exist purely as clickbait, and they're intentionally kind of sexier than they need to be. The more I think about it, the more that is a dumb way to look at it. Because I think virtually everybody, but like rich, college-educated white women, which is the Democratic Party, um, would include jobs in the economy or, or cost of living or whatever among things they're critically concerned about. God, if you're not, you have a unique lifestyle. Yeah. If you ever miss an hour of the show, you can get the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.